One of the biggest pieces of news of the offseason is Georgia loses a, a, a pretty significant coach. Hmm. Fran Brown moves on. He's at Syracuse now. What does it mean for Syracuse, but more importantly for you, Georgia fans, what does it mean for the future of DB recruiting moving down the road? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He is Daniel. We got Pete. We're going to introduce in a second here, but today's episode brought to you by Jace. Jace Medical. More on them in a second. And without further ado, let us introduce who we have in the studio with us today. Uh, this is Peter Bartell. He runs a Twitter account, Pigskin PD. You can find him at Pigskin PD. That is all one word. No slash. You should find him there. Um, you should, it's a heck of a good them. time. It's a heck of a good time. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Glad you are here. Say hi to the people for us. Hey, how's everybody doing? Team SEC, so go dogs too. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there now we go. we're talking. Uh, Peter, you have a, a bunch of uh, irons and a lot of different fires. One of them are, in fact, uh, writing and and producing a lot of content uh, for us, and, and and not just us. I mean, by us, your followers on Twitter. But uh, you really, really like to hone in on some very, very unique situations. And one of the situations you brought up that you actually wrote about that we brought you on here today to talk about is Fran Brown and this incredible job that he did at the DB room at Georgia and now goes from unknown commodity to DB coach at Georgia. And all of a sudden, oh, look out. How about an ACC head coach within just a year of doing so? He goes to Syracuse, gets the head coaching job. Uh, give us a little insight. You're an article on this, but give us a little insight. Fran Brown, what kind of job he has done and what he's expected to do at Syracuse. Yeah, it's pretty insane, right? Like he he was, uh, according to 24-7 Sports, the nation's top recruiter, right? And um, that's showing already at Syracuse. Oh, we've seen that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Numbers don't lie, right? Stats, players don't lie. Um, so... I think um, the instant comparison or most popular comparison with him is he coached under Kirby Smart for the last two seasons, 22 and 23, including, as you mentioned, the DB coach in the national for the national championship team of 2022. Um, Syracuse. So in his opening presser, what um, stood out to me that correlated is he said he wanted to have fun on the recruiting trail. That's part of what he said. Right. And. That to me speaks what he's been labeled, right? And we all have heard the term if you have fun, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's great news for Syracuse. It showed itself with Georgia, it's still showing itself. Um, and from what I, what I, it's all a lot of it's rumor mill, right? And hearsay, but what I heard is he held true to Georgia even after being hired at Syracuse before early signing day and really helped solidify the DB recruits for Georgia, even after he was leaving, Alice Robinson the fourth and KJ Bolden primarily, right? Which I think is a testament to a guy like that. Um, he, you know, like he could easily just said, see you later, 
hold Elaine Kiffin, you know, and, and before yeah. he's even um, gone from the school, just gives his all allegiance to his new job, which would have been understandable. I think furthermore too, beyond Kirby being the obvious, he coached under some really talented guys besides that. One of them I point out in that article, Greg Schiano, and he also coached under Matt Rule when Matt Rule was at Temple. And if people remember, like, was it 10 years ago, it was eight years mm-hmm. ago at this point, Temple was rolling. Temple wasn't Temple. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny, like, back in the day, historically, Temple and Rutgers were the two doormats of the Big East Conference. Um, Temple actually pretty much got kicked out there so bad. So he actually, like, morphed those two with, you know, fast forward, but Shiano rebuilt Rutgers twice. And he was on those the second time Shiano rebuilt it. And then Matt Rule did legendary things at Temple and he followed him to Baylor too. And um yeah. Rule did great things at Baylor before darting for the NFL and failing miserably. Yeah. Which is a huge I mean, not that Syracuse is a total rebuild, but you know, when you're trying to take a program like Syracuse that hasn't had a lot of success in, in, in several years, you know, at least not on the level that I'm sure Syracuse fans would like, um, then you know, that experience, I think it's huge. Another thing that you brought up that, that tie to Kirby smart and the loyalty to Georgia, even after getting high. I mean, we've seen that Peter in, you know, you see it in the way that these Georgia kids play in the bowl game, you know, like you got, you got first round draft picks that are not opting to sit out of a bowl game, but are opting instead to play in a bowl game. And, 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 you know, put it on the line for Georgia one more time, even though it's not the college football playoff guys like Javon Bullard and Kamari mm. Laster, you know, who, who suit up and play Kirby builds this culture and he's done so in Athens. And I think you see it not only in the players, but you see it in the way that he coaches his assistant coaches, the way that he creates culture and, and camaraderie in that room as well. You know, we've said for on this podcast for a long time as a Georgia fan, it hurts to lose somebody like Fran Brown, you know, 24-7. You mentioned ranks him as the number one recruiter. It hurts to lose Fran Brown. But that's what you want as a program. You want to be losing guys like Fran Brown and guys, you know, guys like Dan Lanning. You want these guys to be moving on to bigger and better things and having a lot of success doing so because that's the mark that your program is right and it's winning and it is you're not firing coaches and trying to run them off for doing a poor job but instead they're getting opportunities and yeah i I think it's great to hear of those you know that connection that that fran and kirby still have and i wouldn't be surprised if he's able to do things at syracuse um you know much like you know you mentioned in some of those other programs yeah, uh, and the early signs are he's gonna. Um, and I honestly, I would take him. Some of the other names for those that are probably unfamiliar with um, Syracuse, because let's be honest, an SEC. That's everyone. That's everyone. Yeah. Everyone's unfamiliar yeah. with Syracuse, correct? <laughs> yep. Yeah, they play in some sort of carrier dome. It's 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 carry. It's lifted. Yeah. It's, it's being carried. Yeah, where right the RA wireless dome or something. Now they renamed it, which that's forever right. is that's still not, the carrier not dome. Not going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't have internet somehow, Wi-Fi. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so anyways, but um, they so he Syracuse rumors for head coaching hires before Brown came in. Dan Mullen was one. I know that's a bad word. Well, 
comical word. It's um, funny. That's, yeah. We're all laughing. <laughs> and he came out, you know, it was serious because he came out and said, I'm not interested or taking the job or whatever. Holy Cross is head coach. Who's now that he's since taken the head coaching jobs and job at James Madison University is their head coach. And so at that point, I looked at it and said, well, he, apparently he's done really well at Holy Cross and built that, even though they're not FBS. Um, but I am very satisfied with them going the Fran Brown direction instead, even though he's never been a head coach um, at the Division One level, um, at right. least as far as I know, the FBS, definitely. Um, so I'm, I'll take that all day, right? Um, especially Absolutely. like you guys said. Um, coaching under Kirby Smart, getting that tutelage, and Dan Lanny is a great comparison. I, I can only hope, knock on wood, he works out like that. Um, heck, that guy turned up average Joe Bo Nix into a Heisman finalist. I mean, that's impressive. Right. Whether you're a defensive or offensive mind. Um, so, yeah, I no, think, that, go ahead. I, I think you're exactly right, Peter. That the the understanding of Fran Brown going back to his roots is going to crush it. If there is a five, four-star kid, we, we got one coming down to Georgia uh, right yeah. now, Puglisi, who's who's up there in the neck of the woods. If you're telling me Fran Brown, who did do allegiances to Kirby Smart because he understands that Kirby Smart allowed him to get this position and what he is doing, you got a four or five-star kid up in the Northeast anywhere. Uh, Fran Brown is going to be there come knocking. Like, that is ridiculous. He's in his roots. He's doing what he's doing. Uh, and he can coach, clearly. Uh, that top recruiter can coach has his opportunity with uh, the love of his life of a, of a, of a position and an opportunity and location. I think it is going to be a home run all the way across. We're going to come back with Peter. We're going to ask him about the defensive back room as well as recruiting and what Fran Brown does really well and how recruiting has changed. But we're going to do that right after we talk about these. And these are, in fact, FanDuel. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Daniel and I love them. We get over there as much as we possibly can. And if you don't think that that money line hit on Georgia basketball, Daniel, you don't know nothing about nothing. You don't know nothing about nothing. Get over there right now. Uh, SEC play is starting off. Georgia Bulldogs are hot. Get over there right now. It's the sports book that Daniel and I love. It is trusted. It is easy. It is safe. It is reliable. It's everything that we want in a sports book. And right now, make every moment more. And here's how you can do that. If you place a $5 wager, guess what? New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed back. Live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab, as well as make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which everybody needs a Parlay Hub. Sure. The best way to find popular parlays and more. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We're back with Peter Bartell. Uh, Pigskin PD over on Twitter, writing articles, giving content, doing his thing, talking about Fran Brown and Syracuse, what he was able to accomplish at Georgia, and now heading over to Syracuse. Uh, Peter, the question that I ask you is, with recruitment changing, how is Fran Brown, the top recruiter in the nation, and 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 just to make sure we're all understanding, Kirby Smart got people dog him all the time. Well, he just gets top-tier talent. That's half the game. So congratulations yeah. saying he's fantastic at half his job. Fran Brown, also fantastic at half his job. What has changed in the recruiting game that makes Fran Brown a top-tier recruiter? I'm so glad you brought that up because he needs to be right on both sides. He's not going to recruit those elite five stars, four stars initially, and he's proving it. Um, so excluding the portal players, which we got three from Georgia, um, Yazid Haynes, Jackson Meeks, and Josh Miller 
Meeks and Miller were former three stars. Uh, this is according to on three. And then Haynes was a former four star receiver. So thank you for those. But on the actual 2023 recruit, 2024, sorry, incoming, right? Recruitment class front. Um, since 2000, Dino Babers was Syracuse's previous head coach. Syracuse had zero four stars. This is according to ESPN.com. This past year, Fran Brown's been in seat, mind you, what, a month and a half now? Probably about yeah. a month less when early signing day happened. Let's 20 honest, minutes, basically. He's been yeah. in the job 20 minutes. Yeah. Three four stars. This just this year. So to your point. Zero, right? zero in the last 10 years. That's it. And the yeah. classes huh. um, since 2020. Um, 58th in 2020, 60th, 2021, 66th, 2022, 77th, 2023, enter Fran Brown for this 2024 as of right now, 59. That's basically tied to the best. Yeah. So to, numbers don't lie. Right. I know it's, that's one thing, um, talent on the field matters. We saw LSU under less miles of top five recruiting classes year over year and all they have was bus. So, um, but you know, I think this is a much better situation considering who he was mentored under and Matt Rule, Shiano, and then the great Kirby Smart um, as his three mentors. Um, the top two as well um, recruits are Jamie Tremble, tight end from Norcross, Georgia. Um, and then we have Jakari Williams from the Macon area, who is the top, not top, he's the 14th overall dual threat QB. It's our biggest QB recruit since Donovan McNabb. What's also important to know with these isn't, yeah, right, that like turns heads because if you know anything about Syracuse, McNabb is the one name synonymous with it. Um, so with Jakari Williams and Tremble, they were in, in you can say Tremble's a poor man, Kyle Pitts, right? Or a poor, poor Brock Bowers, which is still really oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the most impoverished Brock Bowers Correct. is still a really good football player. Right. Real right. excellent. Real good. Yeah. So he um he kept those two. Those were commits under Babers. He kept them. Um, which I think is impressive because usually you see when a new coach comes in mid-cycle or whatever, the end of a cycle in Frown's Fran Fran Brown's case, you lose those guys, right? You kind of got to rebuild with your own. He kept those two recruits which was big. And um, the top one, King Joseph Edwards for us, who's a DB, I believe, um, is from Hoxton, Georgia. So, um, and he's incoming 2024. So he's obviously continuing to try to build that Georgia pipeline beyond the transfer portal, which is good. Which is fantastic. You're talking about uh, a guy who, th this is typical for Georgia football. We're going to get people that know how to do half this game. And if you understand how recruiting is changing and how the game is being played now, an ACC, you can, you can dog on Syracuse all you want. It's an ACC school. They've played upset to a lot of different teams. Clemson coming to that carry down a couple times and left tail tuck between their legs. He gets the opportunity. And why does he get the opportunity? It's because he knows how to talk to these kids in the NIL and with this new system. And if you don't know how to do that, if you're older than dirt, Nick Saban, mm -hmm. and you don't know, and you're going to complain about it, and you don't know how to navigate these Dabble's waters. And keep, 
I Devil believe Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney is older than Nick Saban, just to be totally well, clear. Well, just his Under, spirit animal is his, a retired Nick Saban. So, on the inside, he's yes. much older than Nick Saban. Much we all know that. older. My gosh. who I I think the best question of 2024, who gave him that shiner? Because it was not a pickup basketball game. Just <laughs> no. He got it from the indoor slide at Clemson's no. facility. He was he playing putt-putt putt at that facility. Yeah, he was playing putt-putt <laughs> golf at the facility. Hey, but one more thing. Just yeah. Real quick note, I think the biggest one on Brown, I, I can't not say this, Ohio State's transfer quarterback, Kyle McCord, is going oh. to Syracuse. That's a guy that went 11 and 1 as a first, in a first year as a starter. And I don't care what Power 5 team it is. That's impressive what Power 5 conference, right? This is Syracuse. We don't pull stuff like that, whether it's transfer portal or not. So that's probably the biggest acquisition, portal or freshman class, I wanted to point out. And- and listen, yep. Georgia fans, this is the beautiful thing about Fran Brown to me is as a Georgia fan, you almost, and I mean this with no disrespect, Peter, maybe a little, <laughs> no dis, no real disrespect. As a Georgia fan, like this is an easy guy to cheer for because Georgia's not going to be competing with Syracuse for very many recruits, at least not right now, nor are they going to be competing with right. Syracuse likely on the football field. Like, right now at least right now and so as a georgia fan you can really just be excited to adopt a team like syracuse as a second team you know like another school that you can pull for and if you're looking to do that if you're looking to adopt a dark horse sleeper acc team next Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. and you want to go back to the dan landing comparisons why has dan landing been so successful at oregon one could say that a major conference starting quarterback transfer is really what did it for Dan Lanning and and the Oregon Ducks over the last couple of seasons. Yes. And so now Fran Brown goes to Syracuse and he gets, I mean, albeit it's a different school. Syracuse doesn't have near the resources that Oregon has, doesn't have near the football pedigree or history, doesn't have near the caliber of players on campus. But you get a guy that's a major power five conference football starting quarterback with experience coming onto campus. It is certainly a step in the right direction, Clint. So I just I just want to make sure I'm fully understanding what's I'm comprehending what's happening here. But old old five minutes just for men, Ryan Day is getting body bagged by a twenty minute on the job head coach, great recruiter in the north. East with guys never here. been a head coach of anybody in his life. I'm just making sure yeah. I understand that you had to go to Kansas State <laughs> to get your replacement. Uh-huh. These two things are not the same. Fran Brown no. is already to the assistant is greater than any Big Ten head coach. Ryan Ryan Day is tired of getting bullied by Jim Harbaugh all, only, and so he just wants he's trying to open it up to all. To all comers man we're expanding we're going to come back after this we're going to ask peter a little bit about what it means for defensive back room at georgia now that fran brown is gone uh, but first these and these are in fact jace medical jace medical is fantastic i know that we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life real life's good daniel i, I just want to let i enjoy you know. being alive I enjoy too. According to the FD, uh, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season over a decade. That is scary. I can't imagine more helpless feeling than that or for my family. I mean, what's going to happen if I can't get amoxicillin for kids and the like? 
or one of my kids gets sick, supply chain issues, keep them from life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics. Plus, it rhymes. a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, or sinus infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician. And your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regu regular cost. It cannot be more important than prepared for today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use offer code locked on and get $20 off your order. By the way, we just mentioned, I just far be it for me to let the show go on without. In What's the 199 who's here, Daniel? So yeah. this is the Welcome. time where you want to go off the rails. You go right for it. Welcome to the 199. Welcome to the third segment. We're going to talk about the Georgia DB room. We're tired of talking about all the Syracuse nonsense on the show. And so we're going to talk about Georgia DB room. But before we do that, um, we mentioned it in, you know, when we were talking earlier about um, FanDuel, but um, it's college basketball season. Is Georgia better than Syracuse this year? Ooh. Peter, is, is Georgia a better basketball team than the Syracuse Orange, the vaunted college basketball blue blood Syracuse? Way better, man. And I wasn't I, I mean, you guys have been drinking the Mike White Kool-Aid for a few years. I was not until I saw them against oh, we Missouri. And yep. um, I am now on board. Um, yep. And yes, to answer your question, we lost to Duke by 20. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're and no Duke, Duke almost lost to Notre Dame this weekend. So like Duke right. is not, this is not like, you know, this is not like Grant Hill's not walking through that door for Duke right. any, uh, anytime soon. Fair. By the way, Daniel, you have just, uh, every listener, you have aged yourself out of competition. He's talking about are. Donovan McNabb. I'm talking about Grant Hill. Like we're <laughs> the same, we're in the same era. Like we're really, we were watching sports at the same time, Peter. I would, I would like to let you know. The head coach of the Colts and I played against each other in football. This is how old I am. And look at what he's done. I, so you, and look at what you've done. <laughs> I, am, I am stuck here talking to your ugly mug, and that man yeah. is out coaching all pros. I that feel is, really good about myself. That's a shame. All right. All right. Well, how are we wrapping this up, Clint? Where do you want to go? We're wrapping this up by talking about the Georgia defensive back room. Fran Brown leaves, does not take the treasure trove of defense backs. As a matter of fact, defensive backs are trying to get their own treasure. Daniel, they going for that draft. They yeah. getting paid. They getting the big, big bag of being developed and then going to the draft and being highly drafted because that's what gets you long standing. Not just one instances. NIL check, but no. we're talking about 10 year contracts. Yeah. Because of coaches like Fran Brown, Kirby mm -hmm. Smart. So we're going to talk to Peter about the remaining defensive backs. We have a bunch of guys coming in. A bunch of guys played a little rope-a-dope with the portal. Uh, said they're, they're in, in it. They're, they're out of it. They're in it again. Who knows? I, I don't know. Is it like a belly button? Can it change like that? Or does it, does it remain constant? I, What's I happening with what your that? belly button, Clint? <laughs> what? Do you need to see a doctor? Jace Medical and I are real good friends. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Uh, so, Peter, talk about this defensive back room that Fran Brown leaves. What is he leaving behind for Georgia in 2024? So, uh, Malachi Starks, I think, is going to be the anchor, no doubt, right? Mm. And um, Dalen Everett um, and uh, Jonel Aguero, um, yeah. younger. Um, I mean, Aguero's even younger, right? He's He yeah. just had his freshman year, but I think he didn't really shine or emerge i'll say is the better word like people thought he would and everett had some pt uh more 
but sure. didn't really do much of anything until that FSU game. You can argue, well, FSU um, don't have the same culture Georgia does, and three-quarters of their team may have sat. So um, I, I think, like, take so take that with a grain of salt. However, um, talent breeds talent. I'll phrase it like that. And with Ellis Robinson the fourth and K.J. Bolden coming in, I think that pushes guys like Everett and um, Aguero to say, look, it's sink or swim. Do I want to get on the field or do I want to be passed up? You know, um, because these guys are coming. I mean, K.J. Bolden's coming. Ellis Robinson's coming. Ellis Robinson, man, it's not every day you see a, what was he, a, a cornerback um, is ranked number one pretty yeah. much consensus across the board. No, it's, it's number one position number. Just keep on with the number, number one, one state, just number <laughs> one overall, number one position. Yeah. yeah and normally yeah. to your point, that's a quarterback. That's an edge rusher. You know, like those are, there's just guys that you see in that position. It's not all five-star corners. You know, the star rating system is what it is, but when you only have five options to choose from, it sort of limits your, and you can sort of adopt a mentality that all five stars are the same. Well, if you've watched college football for any length of time, you know that not all five stars are the same. Um, this is a kid that is is really top of the heap. You know, he's in that category of like Nolan Smith, number one overall recruit coming on to campus. We know how he panned out at the University of Georgia. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of company that he's in. And so, yeah, I think Ellis Robinson maybe built a little bit different. Both Clinton, I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a player on this year's university of Georgia football team. And I suspect KJ Bolden is as well. I think um, what can help as well is it's not directly the DB room at all, but your linebacking core with the emergence this year, uh, Raylan Wilson and CJ Allen, um, that can alleviate pressure, right, for that DB room if all sure. the tiers kind of do their part. Um, and then hopefully Justin Williams, primetime recruit, um, coming in, you know, gets on the field pretty early. That can alleviate too. I mean, it all connects, right, um, especially if you're coached by somebody like Kirby, Muschamp, and um, Schumann. So, yeah. And that is ultimately, you know, just to <clears throat> to cap the episode here, That that is ultimately why – as a Georgia fan, Fran Brown leaves just like Dan Lanning leaves, just like Todd Munkin leaves, just like all these names on the Georgia coaching staff are going to come and they're going to go. Eventually, Glenn Schumann's going to leave. Thank God it hasn't been this year so far. Let's just yeah. don't. Yeah, we're not. Don't not take him yet. <laughs> um, uh, but. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the program begins and ends with Kirby Smart. And so you know that he's going to make a great hire, first of all, to replace Fran Brown, which he has done. And you know that that defensive staff is in good hands with him and Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp, three of the brightest defensive minds in all of college football, uh, an embarrassment of riches on one coaching staff. And so as a Georgia fan, we feel good about it. Peter, thank you so much. Um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of your stuff? Is it the Twitter handle? Remind people what that is and how else they can they can get a hold of what you're doing. Yeah, so follow me at PigskinPD, like Clint said, um, on Twitter. And um, my link to all my content is on there. Or you can go directly to fansided.com. And I'm, I'm an individual contributor for them. So uh, between those two, just have a lot of fun on Twitter. 
Um, for fan-sided, I cover the SEC as a whole. Um, so as much as I'm a Syracuse fan by roots, being a kid from upstate New York, my parents had season tickets growing up um, to Syracuse football. So got entrenched in it in that way. But let's be honest, at the end of the day, we all know who the best conference is. That's right. So um, that's kind of where you can connect with me and what you might see. That is fantastic. Go follow him. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. He is Peter. He is Daniel. I am Clint, and we'll see you all next time. See you.